From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot in here. I got a button. Yeah, you got a button. You moved over to the Jonathan seat. Jonathan's well, out. Yeah, he's a little, uh, had to hang out with a family member to, uh, through the evening. He's not doing well, so <clears throat> he's taking the, taking the day off. So it's all good. I don't know what Mike's doing. He's probably passed out with his, you know, yeah. somewhere doing hey. something. He probably fell asleep on head. the golf cart somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. He's he's. Uh, I've been watching him on social media. He's been uh, cutting up quite a lot lately. So I think it's the cold weather. The cold weather it gets him rutting or something, man. You know, oh. where he's got to be out playing. He's got to go do stuff outside and all that other happy stuff. So for today, you have me, Braden Gunn, and you have Bill George, and you have Diego today in the studio. We are live here in the Beasley Broadcasting Empire on this beautiful chilly morning. Beautiful moon again last night and this morning. I'm standing there as Bill George came down. They opened the door for the at the radio station. I was just enamored by uh, the full moon over here towards the west. <laughs> I was staring at it, not because I was looking at the moon, but because of the other planets that were around it that were lit up by it. I was like, I mean, of course, me, I'm like, going, I wonder which one that is. What is that? Because I remember they were doing the whole lineup thing before Christmas and da da da. So I was. I was in deep thought as all yeah, of a sudden like, <laughs> opened the door. I came up and you were staring out and I'm like, what the heck is he looking at? You know, <laughs> trying to see if there's a cat walking across the parking lot or what, what it was that you were staring at. It could have been a drone in the sky. Yes. It could have been something. No, but it was uh, just checking out the moon, enjoying the the cool weather. It's beautiful out today. Yep. And it's going to be a great day today, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Last night as we went to go to dinner, we, we went out for a Late start of a dinner, eight o'clock dinner. But it, as we were leaving, Late that start. moon was just coming up, and it was, it was just on the horizon, and it was red. the The moon was red. I didn't see it till around uh, seven thirty, so it was up in the trees by the time I got out yeah. and looked at it. It was pretty nice. Night before last, man, it was like boom. I mean, it lit up everything. It's those kind of nights where. You go back in time and you're like, oh man, what a night it would be. There's no wind to be out on the flats, gigging snook. Be out on the flats, gigging snook. Gigging snook. That was back in the day. (laughs) Snook are closed. You can't do anything with those. You can't do anything at all. You can't do anything at all anymore with them, it seems like. But, uh, and we'll see. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I, I can't wait to hear how many people think, oh, the snook, which we're never in trouble, okay, want to keep something closed again. I, I just can't wait to see how many. <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll They're going to do one or two things. Now, you're talking about with the FWC? Yes, or? Okay. yes, yes. We'll get into it a little bit later. Okay. But I make a prediction. They're either going to ask for more closure time to give them even more time to recover, or they're going to want to try and change bag limit or size limits to still keep you from catching as many fish as you need to or right. want to. I, I got you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all we'll for it. We'll talk about what I'm, that a little bit later. Okay, sure. We can do that. 
I'm a little. I got, I got some great news. I, I, I have. I have had. You're getting married finally? Good for you, no, buddy. No, no, no. Oh. You know, after the show last week, I, I turned around and ran up to Pennsylvania, hurried up and had to get up there for a funeral. You had to take the jar back? That, then, yes. <laughs> then then I turned around and had to hurry up and come back. But I got some really great news. You want a set of tires? No. Uh, I, 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 blew, I got a piece of metal and a tire on the trip. Of but, course. That's why, you know. But sure. when I got back. I got the word that the sale is final. We now have 40 acres inside of a wildlife management area. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> That's so now, awesome. So, now how, so how, are gonna work, keep, how are you going to keep all the poachers out? I don't think it's a real problem based upon what I was seeing out there. Really? Yeah. You don't think it's going to be uh, once everybody knows that... You're out there doing your due diligence and food plotting and getting out there and sucking well, all the deer I don't know that I'm advertise what i'm doing so we're on a radio show and you're uh, you're not saying exactly what parcel property i bought so it's up there in gadsden county or like blackwater oh panama city panama oh good spot (laughs) good spot a lot of good right in between downtown and the beach it's a good spot (laughs) some pines there some rolling dunes you'll be fine lots of deer no, but I, I look forward to to being able to have that. And so, is this just you, or is this you and a conglomerate? No, it's uh, Robert, a friend of ours, Robert and George and I. Mm-hmm. So you didn't invite the uh, the Austin and Gun Hat guy. That's his. That's Robert. Robert. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's I was the one say. who had. That's the one who, when Braden, I took Braden out. He turned around. He and took actually my children had, out. I was just a tag along. Well, you were the car ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taxi, <laughs> taxi mom. So I hope to have a place here soon that we can turn around and hopefully get B out. You know, yeah. or Diddy or somebody. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Well, she wants to. Uh, she wants to get a deer before you know who does. So uh, well, we just may have to make that happen. Yeah. Well, well, that's awesome. Congratulations. So I can't wait to see you burn it. I don't know that I'm going to burn it. Am I going to burn it first? Not all of it. Come on, man. From what you've learned with our good friend Tom Frey, you got to get out there and do the work. You got to do some burning. Oh, I'm not saying there won't be any burning done, but I'm not going to set the whole thing on fire. You should do it now in the wintertime when it's nice and dry and, uh, you know, get that north wind blowing. And what What's interesting is there's no fire break around this thing. You know, FWC's done nothing to actually, like, separate this parcel off. And there's not a fence on it or anything. So are you going to uh, put some purple paint out there or no. uh, string a cable or no. put some signs up? I don't anticipate pro- that. Okay. I don't anticipate Is there going to be a road to this said uh, it, plot? There already is a road to it. So there is access to it. There is, okay. yeah. Right. But the, the road's not open. It's a gated road with a lock on it. Yeah, okay. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Few came cameras. Few came cameras. Yeah, that'd be fine. Little cellular thing. So that instantaneous. So you can be there in five minutes. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, so. I can't be there. But Catch I them can, in the act. I can turn around and unsaid person start coming down where they're not supposed to be. Maybe there could be a remote uh, activation of something that deters them. You know what I always thought, and I, you can take this idea and run with it if you want to. Uh, you know, if we have some entrepreneurs out there who would like to uh, make millions of dollars, I'm going to go ahead and give you a free free one right here. Why doesn't somebody invent a camera 
that you can put on your stand or anywhere on your property, like a ring, like you have for your doorbell. So as soon as something goes in front of it, it goes ding doop, you know, and it gives you a little alert does, on your phone. They have that. Those are cell cell service cameras. But so that you have voice activation so you can go, you know, so you can do the same thing as you do on a ring. You're like, yeah, what are you doing out here? You know, you're on private property and I got you on video and, uh, you know, FWC and the sheriff's department are on their way. That way they'd be like, instead of them just going over and ripping it off no, uh, no, or no, taking no. the card out of it or smashing it or whatever, you at least, you know, you got a capture of them. You got video. Dude, do you not watch TikTok? Listen. Help me out, Diego. How many of these things, how popular would this be? Would this not just like, if you put it I in I don't a, even watch TikTok. If you put it in Thank a, you, Diego. If you put it in a hunting group or something like that, oh my gosh, it would be hilarious. Are you a TikTok person? No, but, you know, my kids are- Don't lie. You know, Oh. He, he, I'm watching it through the kids just to supervise them. Oh, well, I have to. <laughs> I keep giving them the whole, you're not watching TikTok again, are you? You know, it's a Chinese thing. They're spying on your phone. You know, I give them the whole paranoid thing. But now, how awesome would that be? I mean, where you could see them cool. and talk to them, where you could actually yeah, go, like hey. A, a couple of speakers on a couple of different trees and be like, hey. Sure. Like, well, that's a, that was my idea. Is you turn awesome. around and you put a speaker system out there and you make it like. Just motion activated, where if you turn around and you see that, you could hit a button and it goes and transmits to the camera, closes a relay, it activates your PA system that makes it sound like you've caught somebody and are torching them out there in the palmettos. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who runs. <laughs> I think the, the human voice, if you're out in the woods and you're in that mode and you're not expecting to hear a human voice that goes, hey, you know, you're on private land. I got you on video here, man. You know, I, I've got you captured and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, don't think this is the only one. I got you coming in. I got you going out kind of thing. So it makes them extremely paranoid. So now they're looking around everywhere looking. Uh, they don't see anything. They just want to get out of there and go, especially if they're on your land. That's a million-dollar idea, bro. little detonation. I yeah. think I think the worst thing that any poacher wants to hear is, Hey, you're trespassing. I got you on videotape. Sheriff's Department and FWC are on their way. That right there alone uh, with a human voice, and they're looking, you know, like, the, you know, they're looking in that ring thing, trying to look and see where the camera is. Oh, man, there it is. You can play that voice like, get off my lawn. Get yeah. off my lawn. Yeah. You kids get out of here before I turn my chihuahuas loose. So I'm else? excited. I'm yeah. excited. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you going to be a good time had by all, I'm sure. A lot of work. All right. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Great deals going on. They still are doing it. They're celebrating that victory, being number one in the country. You want to get over there and get your best deal, you got to go over and see them today. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors taking a break, and we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gun, Bill George. We are in the studio along with Diego today, hanging out on this beautiful morning. It's supposed to be like 46 degrees out there right about now. At least it was around my casa. It was probably a little colder at your place, wasn't it? What were you thinking? I don't even like, know. My, the thermostat, or I shouldn't say the thermostat, 
the <laughs> the electronic Thermometer. display of the outside temperature uh-huh. has not been working in my car. It rep- it always reads zero degrees Celsius. Well, there you go. So you're always rest for, ready for winter. Yeah, that's good for you. Listen, I haven't worn a jacket hardly at all. And I'm you, wearing my jacket today. You haven't today. hardly got out of flip flops uh, well, and shorts. I'm wearing my jacket right now. Yeah, long sleeve shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my jacket right now, man. But it's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhoods. Uh, mostly sunny this morning. They're becoming partly cloudy. Uh, highs in the 70s today with a southeast wind at around 5 to uh, 10 miles per hour. It's going to be a nice day. We're not looking at anything major until maybe uh, Sunday evening, I think, is when another front is supposed to kind of well, push through and go. I can tell you right now it's the last weekend for deer season in Green Swamp right, right over there in Lakeland. This time of year, the deer rut, okay, right, you know, mid-January, late January, those deer are rutting in Green Swamp. They would be the last of the deer, supposedly, that are rutting right now in the state of Florida. So it would be a, a nice day to go out there. What did you say you were watching this morning when you came in? Full moon. Full moon. So what does that tell you instantly about your major feed time? That I'm going to be sitting in a tree stand all day long. Midday. I am not moving my butt anywhere. Midday. So if you're sitting there, you're listening to the radio right now, guess what? It might be a great time to go slip out, get out someplace, sit there, take a sandwich with you, and just sit in the woods and have lunch and they're moving right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I used to always uh, like the full moon, the really huge full moon the night before because it would let you sleep in a little bit if you wanted to and get out there midday. Yeah. Uh, but, again, I know that that's what everybody says, but there's a lot of times like what you just said right about now where the latecomers are now moving back to bedding areas and all that stuff where yeah. they're going to go hang out for a while, and then uh, they're going to get up around um, – 11-ish or so, and uh, maybe do some moving around. Uh, I think every big deer that I ever shot was, I never shot one in the morning. I shot does in the morning, but every big deer, eight point or bigger, was in the midday where they were moving from one place to another or chasing or had got pushed out of somewhere else, just lost a fight, and uh, were boogity boogity into a new little territory mm. looking over their shoulder, and it ended up costing them their lives. Yeah. But, uh, Evening time, I, I take it back. I shot um, a six-point in the evening one time before a full moon when it was moving from one place to another, out to a field. Sure. And it was just getting that Don's early where it was getting to be non-legal shooting, and kaboom, knocked him down. We're trying to sneak along a fence line and over by the trees over there. Yeah. He was trying to get sneaky on me. I get, I get a number right before dark, but right now with the full moon, there's going to be a major period in the middle of the day. Yes. And it's just a good time to go out there. You couldn't, I mean, the weather's perfect right now. Yeah. It's not too hot. It's nope. not too cold. Great breeze. You know. Just enough to keep moving things around. It's all good. It, it's going to be a good day to be in the woods, seriously. So now I have the, you know, the the dilemma. Do I go out there and hunt? And try and get a deer, which I already got one in Pennsylvania. So my stress level of not getting a deer isn't isn't really there. Or do I go out to the new property and start crawling all the all the property and trying to learn it? On a yeah. day like today, it would be a good day to stroll. 
<laughs> Probably around August is not a good time to do that, unless no. you're planning on losing a little water weight, you know, for your dress or for prom or something. But uh, now would be the time to go stroll. Bugs are down. Ticks are kind of down. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's a good time to go. Snakes are down. You know, everything's kind of cold. <laughs> Try to just stay warm. And uh, wintertime's a good time to go do some uh, trompsing around. Yeah, so that's your, that's your, my thing It's trying to. You said 40 acres? Yeah. Picturing that in my mind. Trying to look at picture of Lester's place. Is it square? A little bit rectangular. Okay. All right. Well, that's not heavy. Not not like super long, thin. There's a there's pretty good chunk to it. All right. So, obviously, whatever improvements I do, I plan on doing to the interior. Not the uh, outside of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. Bring everything to the middle, baby. Move it to the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Create a place where they can hang out. Be happy. Sure, you know, little bedding spots, place where they can go, you know, meet some girls, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Chill. No reason to leave. Are you working on Monday? Yes. Oh. I was going to say, I don't know. Uh, look, look you haven't, I was going to say work. the lure of the deer thing, you know, maybe on Sunday, you know, get that and then, you know, maybe I actually go actually show up to work most every work day. Because Sunday, Monday, if it's going to be kind of Sunday, if Monday is going to be kind of rainy, maybe a little colder, it might be a better time to go. So go shoot your deer today and then uh, go do trips around tomorrow. Well, oh, listen, I know you need a lot of planning for me being out. So I'm just for letting I'm me. just letting you know <laughs> that I might miss a couple Saturdays at the end of February, the beginning of March. Not this year, but next year. You expect me to remember this. Listen. No, You're, I don't expect you to remember one weekend to the other because no. I've I've had enough history that on the Saturday morning you're gonna sit there and say, Where Where's Bill? He? Where is he? Where'd he go? Where's Bill here? Don't you remember three weeks ago he told us he was going over to Maranada? Oh, yeah, I remember something about that. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, okay. You are terrible. Well, hopefully he'll call us. You are terrible. Well, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's, I got to move on. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just like one of those things. You are terrible. If you're not going to be here, then uh, whatever, it's got to go. You know, speaking of not being here, I got to say that I, I'm a little bit jealous of this weekend. I have to work. I have uh I have to go meet uh with an accountant Diego. On, Diego. on on Sunday. Take note. Take note. He didn't even care why I was going to be gone. He doesn't care enough to even ask. I can you know what? It can he be doesn't anything. He doesn't even care at all. Dude, I've been through the gambit with you. It can be anything where I I have to go pick up a uh a tire gauge in Virginia. They got this special kind of tire gauge that I need, so I'm going to go up there and get it. How okay, many, bye. How many times have I not been here for a tire gauge? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, uh, why am I not here when I'm not here? Well, let's see. In the middle of the week. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to be there Saturday. I'm thinking about going duck hunting. Well, let me know if you go. Okay. Two days later. Hey, me and Carlos are going duck hunting. Okay. Bye. I mean, what can I do? I just, you know, it's, it's something you have to do. Then, uh, why question it? You got to do what you got to do. Are you going on the space shuttle or something that I don't know about? SpaceX? I'm going on, on, on Hawaii. Well, I, I hope I am a large fossil fuel burning jetliner to Hawaii. Are you really? 
I just took a tur- guess. To tur- hunt turkeys. I took a guess because I thought that would be the last thing that Bill George would do. I literally said, you know, I, I just picked Hawaii out of the blue because I was like, there's no way he's going to get on a plane, fly all the way across this country, get over there in California, change planes, just get on there and fly all the way across the Pacific and get over there to go to Hawaii to shoot a stupid Miriam. Maybe I'll be different. Maybe I'll go around the world the other way. Now, you're not going to Hawaii just to shoot a Miriam. Mom's going too, right? She is, but ah, I'm going. Ah, she's going. Ah. She's going because she's going to do this because this is what I want to do. You want to go all the way to Hawaii to shoot Miriams? Yeah, uh, dude. Do you not know people? If you want to go to Mir- if you want to get Miriams, I, I can make two phone calls and you can be out in the middle. It's of not Canada. about shooting a Miriam. It's about climbing a volcano oh, and shooting them yeah. from within the fireball lavas. Bull crap. That sounds like fun. It's not it even, is. It's not even going to be this. Don't build this up in your mind to be like you're going to go up there and fight uh, uh, the the volcano god Palalu no. and shoot some Miriam turkey. I actually have friends who go numerous times, and they it is it is by far one of the most torrentious hunts for turkey that they ever hunt because of the terrain sharp jagged rocks okay. cut you up sure. in a heartbeat yeah wow what fun sounds oh, like yeah. rocky why don't you go after a bighorn sheep it's the same thing it's a little easier to get well, go to hawaii on a turkey than to get drawn for a bighorn sheep it only costs you about sixty thousand dollars if you get it at the uh you know the safari club bank and, and i'm Dallas. giving you notice again a couple of years after that i'm going to try and go out somewhere else to, to alaska to shoot a moose no nope, nope. japan to shoot some sort of uh deer out there scotland new zealand oh new zealand that's old news it's the old news. Yeah, it's uh, you know. Brad's acting I, like he's been around the world three it's times. It's 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 old. My sister went there. Was like you know <laughs> she could have got it in East Texas. Well, I turn around. My wife has uh, decided to retire, and so at the end of July, she's officially retiring from her first mainstay job. She's not going to stay retired, but uh, she's retiring from the state system, and then we'll start her next endeavor and. We're going to go do a couple things. At least I can say that I'm happy that you're going to be traveling the world and shooting creatures while you're there. Instead of going, my wife's retired and we're going to get on a cruise ship and go all the way through the Mediterranean and go see Greece and Rome and Athens and then go over to the Baltic (laughs) Sea and then go over there and go see, uh, you know, St. Peter's Square. And, you know, I mean, you know, seriously, at least you're going out somewhere where you're going to be, you know, putting some food on there. So Hawaii is part of the 50 states. You can import that that back in. I plan on eating my turkey. Oh, in Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. I'll be there for like 10 days. You know, you can do that at your local grocery store as well without all the sharp rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that one. The 12-pounder? Yeah, I'll take that. That's enough for me and the wife. Taking a break. Hawaii, then New Zealand. Is that like a year from now? New Zealand? Yeah. No, that that may take me a couple years to save up. Oh, well, that. then I don't even care. Yeah. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be back. Get off my lawn.
I know we're going to turn around and get to your jealous thing, but if you had a if you had a dream hunt, what what would your dream hunt be? Because I might add it to my list. Oh sure, just throw it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Diego, would that be bad if I took his yes. dream hunt and put it on my list and said? Wow, video it for you. No, I, I don't think so You're because just making there, it come to life for him. Yeah, yeah I can I can live vicariously through your exactly. adventure. No, but see that's Bill George. He wants to take my gun and then go out and kick my butt with it on the sporting clays thing. So he wants to take my trip. Nothing and personal, and, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> I I always said I know that uh, over the years talking to lots and lots of people, uh, I know um, you know our friend and yours, uh, Steve Austin. You know his big thing was to go to Africa, and he always wanted to get a uh, kudu. That was his big thing, you know, get a kudu and and uh, maybe some of the the other plains animals out there. And, um, you know, he doesn't want an elephant or a lion or any of that other jaguar or any of that other kind of stuff, you know, things you could actually eat and, and enjoy and, and um, you know, maybe help the local village out or something like that. But I, I never had any desire to go to Africa. I've never had a desire to go over there at all there's only two big hunts that i ever thought would be the that would be really really cool one i don't think i'm going to ever do because it's just a place you don't want to go as an american but they used to do the big giant um um big giant sheep the um the same ones we have here now so I don't even have to go there anymore. The what do they call? They shoot them out in Texas. I've lost my mind. It's your story. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. Those those big old giant uh, curly horned uh, sheep that they have out in Texas now. Chupacabras. Yeah, that's it. Chupacabra. <laughs> Son of. Well, this is this in is, Afghanistan is where they I've used. I've never seen you this all tied up, not being able to think. They had the 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 ones over there in Afghanistan where they would uh, go up in the mountains up there, and you would get one there. And uh, they're huge, you know, they're big curl horned uh, jobbers. I'd like those anything over uh, Rocky Mountain or you know mountain goats or any of that other kind of stuff like that. Uh, that was one, but the the biggest one that I ever wanted to do was do like a Yukon, Alaska. You know, giant moose hunt. That would be the one that I would really probably be the bucket list one, you know, that I'd be happy and, you know, get some 80-inch spread job, nice, you know, huge giant moose kind of thing and get her done. You know, and I see people and, you know, you can't poo-poo what people see as compared to what I see when it comes to a trophy. And I see these ones that are pulled out of Maine and, you know, um, other areas in Canada and over in Sweden and places like that, but none of them come close to those, you know, the ones. Unless you go to Russia, you know, you go across the uh, the Bering Sea over there where they have those big monster moose over there too. But See, I've never, I never think of Russia as a place to go for moose. Russia is probably one of the most untouched areas for hunting in the world when it comes to stuff like that. Bears. Wolves, um, moose, all that kind of stuff over there. Geese. I mean, the hunting's crazy. Uh, and the fishing is absolutely insane. It was so much so, I don't remember if, did you ever see the documentary that G. Loomis put out years ago where they did their trek over to their hunting camp that they bought over in Russia? Where no. uh, <clears throat> it was literally like you'd land over in Russia 
and then have to travel again halfway around the world to get to the hunting camp. And it was the adventure of where, how they started. Then they had to take, you know, this old military, like, cargo helicopter for two days and land, you know, a couple of times every time to, to meet a truck in the middle of nowhere that they could put gas in it. And then, then when they got to that destination, they got in a truck and traveled for like another two days or whatever to get to a place. It literally took them almost a week and a half just to get to this place. But the beautiful thing about it was anything you put in the river, I don't care what it was you took out of the tackle box and you threw it in the river, they were catching monster salmon. Huge, ginormous salmon. Because they'd never seen it before. They'd never seen it. They never dealt with it. I don't. You could take a little stupid uh, MEPS sp- spinner and throw it out there whoa, whoa, and catch whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stupid MEPS spinner? Yeah. I like a MEPS spinner. But you would not grab it out of your tackle box I and go to go catch you know giant salmon with the thing. Why not? Okay. I catch trout and everything else with it. Sure. The point is. The point is, don't be knocking on a dang MEPS spinner. So, anyway. <laughs> they, anything they threw in the tackle box was, was bit, and it was, just the, it was just crazy fishing. And, I mean, you didn't throw a line in the water without catching a fish. It was just, it's never been touched. It's never been fished. You know, over there, people don't fish recreationally. They don't go and go uh, catch and release. They go to catch dinner. They go out. They throw a line in. They catch a fish. They bring it home. They cook it. That's it. Uh, there's no, you know, standing on the bank all day, you know, whoa, got another one. Oh, is that your third one? They don't do that. So the, the the mountain people that lived out there, they were looking at these people like, you guys are nuts. Why are you letting that go? That thing's delicious. Are you crazy? Don't throw that back. What do you need? How many of those do you need for dinner? There's only like five or six of you people. <laughs> you know, it's like... What's up with this? And they're like, "Oh no, we do, we do catch and release. We let them go again. You don't you don't eat them? Well, you may keep one." And they're like, oh, "This these people are nuts, man." Yeah, but it was the expense of getting there was so great that they just they finally just gave up. They were like, "It just it just cost too much you money." You mean kind of like our people who try and get the FWC to change something? <coughs> they yeah. go, they get all gung ho, yeah. then it's a lot of work. Yeah, and they give up. Yeah. Yeah, they just give up and they just do what they do. It was like, it was a great adventure. It was fun. We did an documentary. We're done. We're out of here. And they just left it back to the way it is. But it's, if you could ever get over there, I don't know if you ever would, but because uh, they'll hand you an AK-47. Yeah, shoot that grizzly bear. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> Light him up. <laughs> I don't know. Full metal jacket. I'm sure they don't have any regulations over there. You know, you get out there and do what you got to do because it's more subsistence than it is, you know, bringing it back or doing whatever. Well, all I know is Carlos keeps saying if he ever wins the lottery, we're doing a lot of hunts. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. I've always said that, too. I I said that. uh, But then after a while, you know, you got to find adventure. And then New Zealand was always a good choice. I always like to go there. But um, everything that's in New Zealand – I've pretty much already shot, you know, I've already killed a psychic deer. I've already killed a fallow deer. I've already killed an axis deer. I've already done that kind of stuff. So the only thing left is the red stag. <laughs> so if I'm going to go travel anywhere to go kill a monster red stag, I would, there's only two choices. I'd either, either go to Scotland to go do it, or I'd rather go to New Zealand to do it. I mean, those are, those are, monstrously huge well, i tell you one thing i i remember having mark ross in here and 
he had his guy from New Zealand talking about going over there to hunt, and that enamored me. And I can always remember that he 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 was telling us they had no ichibides. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, I'm like. He kept talking about no itchy biteys and this and that. And I finally said, what the heck is an itchy bitey? And he sits there and says, it's the things that make you itch and bite you. That's right. And we have none of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. So no itchy bitey's. All those poisonous snakes don't have it. All the poison ivy, poison oak, all the things like. Like Australia. Yeah. Where everything will kill you. Yeah. It's like. Uh, New Zealand. No itchy bites. No itchy bites, and that's that. You know, and I'll be honest with you, that was one of the main reasons why I, I never wanted to step foot in the in Africa and hunt. You know, first you got to get loaded up with about fifty shots before you go, and even then, it doesn't guarantee you're not going to come back with some intestinal, you know, parasite or something else that they, you picked up from some fly that landed an egg, laid an egg in your ear. You know, they, I just I don't I don't want to deal with that. I haven't had a personal desire to go to Africa either. But I wouldn't mind going to Australia. I think Australia would be an interesting place. And I'm, I don't even necessarily want to go there to hunt. But I would like to go see Australia. That would be that, nice. That to me, I would think would be such a beautiful place. I don't know, man. I think the British had it right. You know, they they you put convicts there to die. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like everything there is going to kill you. You get in the salt water? You know, get eaten by a shark, or you get in the freshwater, a crocodile will take you. You go walk in the bush, and, uh, you know, every snake that you see is, you know, kills you within 10 steps. Uh, every spider out there, you know, is, just makes black widows look like bee stings. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy. Uh, I don't know. Walking around Australia, I don't, I don't think uh, that's one of those things that is on my bucket list. No? No. Well, we're going to have to I'd rather to start- go to a cold climate like, you know, Scotland or, you know, New Zealand, uh, you know, in the winter, or uh, maybe go into... Uh, Where would Tom Free or somebody say would be their destination? Norway. You know, go to Norway or something, shoot a big old bear or something, or one of their moose. They got really nice ones over there. You like moose. That's a common theme with you. They're delicious. <laughs> they signed their own death warrant when a lady brought me back a couple of steaks from Canada, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this one of these is going to have to die. These things are delicious. Well, we'll see. All we right. may have to have a moose trip. Moose trip. I can call uh, Lorinda Day Combs, man, up in Maine. She can hook us up. She's a moose guide up there. She does moose and whitetail and bear. We can get it all. Get the triple threat. It's a big and wild brought to you by Brandon Ford. Coming back. Jiminy Cricket. It is driving me insane. Watching you just cannot get that out of your head. I finally and it's right on the forehead. I got. I finally figured it out. You finally figured it out. Yeah, yeah. It was the ibex. 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 That's over there in uh, the mountains of uh, Afghanistan and uh, Pakistan up there in the mountains. This thing is so high on your dream hunt list. That one there was you couldn't even remember its name. Yeah, because you know what? I always got it confused with the the. 
the ones out there in Texas that look like the Udad or whatever it is that kind of look like them, Udad or Adad or whatever you want to say it. But uh, yeah, the 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 big ibex, the big ones when they have the big giant curl. Although they also have that one out there that you found that I did like was the uh, Marco Polo one that they have out there as well. But uh, that looks so much bigger than the bodied wise everything else in the Rocky Mountain one. You know they're thin, nimble, you know with big giant heads, but. The Marco Polo looks a little more all-stotty, you know, a little beefier. <laughs> it looks like more like a guy that could plow through a line kind of deal. But, yeah, the Ibex, that was the one. And the reason why that one, it's kind of like what you said, is when you hear somebody else's adventure. I remember I read a story about these guys who went over there before, of course, it became a war zone. Uh, I think they were one of the last hunts that went over there uh, to shoot Ibex, and they were talking about how, you know, trekking through and with their guides and all that other stuff. And uh, um, it was really cool. It just seemed like it would be like an awesome place to be to do that. Well, and that makes me think back in the day, okay, and it makes me feel so old saying that, but we used to sit there and pour over articles that were written in magazines, hunting magazines, and we would sit there and read those and picture the hunts and, and, just live through the words that they put in that paper. Oh, sure. Okay? And, it, and it created a lot of adventure that you wanted to go and be a part of. And I, now, so many people are Facebooking or something else. We're not, I don't think that we're reading as much as, as we used to on that. And we just see a picture, like it, see this, like it. Uh, and, and we're missing we're missing a lot of the story. I, and I agree. You know, the days of, uh, you know, Sitting over in the corner reading uh, Field and Stream or Outdoor Life or any of those ones that had all these guys who would go and do these great adventures around the world. I, I know they're still out there, but it seems like that it's it's not Losing as traction. It's not as fresh and as new as it used to be. I guess when you're seeing it with you know young eyes or whatever, you know, since we've well back done in the day we things. didn't have the internet and instant access to. You're right. Everything else now, it's you know, we had to live through whatever photos and stories they told. Now, okay, you want to go see what it's like in Afghanistan? I bet you there's a YouTube video on it. Oh, sure, you could probably watch uh, some guy, you know, on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with you and TikTok? I just, I I know because it rubs you raw. This one right here would die immediately. I think, I think you you two. Die immediately. You do TikTok enough, you're going to be cuckoo. I don't do TikTok. <laughs> this one right here would die immediately. There's a 270 round. Two right there. Gone, done. That is a monster oh, no. Ibex right 270's there. 270 a little light. <laughs> you're <hand. laughs> You're crazier. Anyway, so that's what it was. And, uh, and you know what? I got to I gotta uh, kind of go on with that because, like, with, with my kids – um, you either have to a-, a take them out and let them go do it themselves to get them in immersed in the adventure, because um, those kinds of things aren't around as as readily as they used to be. And you know, when you used to be able to go buy a you know a field and stream for a buck fifty or something like that, now if I go through the grocery store and I happen to see one over there and go to buy it, I'm like, oh, dude, I haven't seen one of these in a while, and it's like you know almost six bucks or whatever it is. You're like. How the hell do you get a subscription for this thing? I mean, it's like it would cost you a fortune, but, um, but 
So now, you know, I will say that if you are a good storyteller, this is what we tell you got you to gotta be the theater of the mind for your kids if they can't find those kinds of things. Or if they are watching something on YouTube, you go, you know, you can go do that. You know, you can go do those things. And I will say that I was really proud of my son when he was, he was watching YouTube videos in his face. He was watching this one young guy who would go out in the woods like we used to do as kids and go and catch a fish start a fire, you know, do it the old-fashioned way, you know, make a, 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 a two-pronged stick, you know, to put his fish on and grill it and do all that stuff. And he literally went step by step. And my kid, he loved it. He loved watching those things. And I was like, B, you know, you can go do this stuff, man. You don't have to sit here and watch somebody else do it. You know, you go do it in the backyard. I don't care. I mean, we'll start easy. We'll go catch a couple of pinfish. I don't care. We'll do it right there on the beach. Yeah, nothing wrong with eating a few small pinfish. Oh man, they're delicious. But but yeah, I, the brim I, of the sea. I will say I was proud of him when he did go and we took him out hunting and he got a pig. He had been watching some videos. He already had an idea of what it was going to be like to have to clean that animal. Um, and I was I was proud of him. Yeah, I mean he he jumped in it uh, and wanted to do it. I mean I wasn't like eh, that's so smelly and sticky. Even my daughter was like you know ooh what is that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, and get in there now. Of course that's influenced by you know who their father is, but for the most part I did never make it gross. I never did make it a chore. I never did say that it was something terrible. Now I did. Now we did not turn around and make them clean out the intestines and use them to make sausage. Yeah, you didn't have to make chitlins. <laughs> you didn't have to clean them out or nothing like that, like I had to do as a kid. And I, I did warn them. I was like, you know what? I think the only thing that I've ever cut into before that literally made me kind of do the whole, oh, okay, was them old swamp rabbits. Man, we used to get along gandy. I mean, some yeah. of those buggers. You you cut them open. And it's like, wow, what have you been eating? Seriously, raw sewage? What do you got in here? I'm not eating this thing. St. Pete would never have any issues with raw sewage. Who? St. Pete. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not with our current mayor. Uh, But it's just the way it is. But that's the only one that ever really, like, uh, my kids were fascinated with. They were like, I can't believe how clean it is in here. I mean, you know, because, you know, in a kid's mind, you know, guts are like, you know, swirling around and, you know, Things that you've eaten and things like that, they have no idea what's in there. There may be something in a book, but it doesn't, there's no, there's no su- substitute for the real thing. Correct. And when they cut in there, like, holy crud, this, it's so clean inside of here where everything is. And well, when you don't shoot it there and mess it all yeah, up, that's, you know, that, yeah. that really helps a lot. But yeah, if you got shoot it, it's a totally different game. But I was, I was very proud of him and. I look forward to getting them out at some point again and letting them do more and more and more of that type of cleaning and processing because a lot of people don't know how to do it anymore. No. It's, it's no, we used to uh, we do it about once a year. There was every. It seems like every year some guy comes out with a book that every kid should know. Things you know, like five things or things that every kid should know. You know, stupid things like. How to build a treehouse, how to make your own skateboard, you know, things that are lost arts, how to make your own slingshot, you know, little, little things that you and I used to take for granted. Oh, yeah. Get out there and, you know, whittle around, how to pick the perfect rock for your slingshot, you know, things like that that aren't taught anymore. And uh, no, we're taught weapons are bad. 
Come on, man. Slingshots are all good. Well, okay. they can be. Okay. You know, but How many innocent people did you hit with a slingshot? Uh, I never shot anybody with a slingshot. No? Nope. BB guns? That's totally different. Uh, the whole ball of wax. <laughs> well, we didn't have paintballs back in the day. All you had was, uh, you know, Crossman 760s and Daisy Red Riders. So, did you have a pump limit? One. You had a pump limit of one. <laughs> on on Crossman 760s, it was one, and you knew when somebody shot uh, pumped it more than once. <laughs> you knew instantaneously. Dude, how many times did you pump that man? Oh, Di- I only pumped it once. Bull crap. Nah. Diego, Diego's like, you gotta be kidding me. No, nah. I've been hit with a BB gun. Not fun. Now no. wait a minute. Did you was it BB gun wars or did somebody uh say get off my lawn and uh whack you with the uh a little bit of both. <laughs> and then also one where I had no no chance of it like dodging it and hit me right in the back. I was like, Whoa. Left a giant well on me. Oh yeah. 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 So do you remember what kind it was? Was it a rifle or a pistol? Uh well me and my buddy we used to like like lay on the ground and shoot each other with the pistol ones and then that one that I'm talking about that was like a like a rifle shotgun. I don't even know what it was, but he <laughs> put it right in my back, and I was like, ah! As long yeah, as it wasn't a, a break action or anything like that, uh, you know, it was pretty well, that, much legal. Those those things are very dangerous. Yeah, it's I mean, over 1,000 feet per second. We joke about, as kids, you know, for me it was a single cock, like, Red Rider type Yeah, that's bike. what I'm saying. That's 400 feet per second. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, but, it's not... It's not It'll leave a bruise, it'll leave a welt, but it's not going to kill but you. These the pistols were airsoft, but the but rifle was an actual BB gun. Oh, airsoft is even yeah. even slower, I think. Well, well it yeah, just doesn't have the, the weight. And yeah, that a steel copper-coated BB has. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no pellets allowed. There's no pellets allowed. Those are uh, totally but, verboten. But, you can't use that. Uh, but nowadays you don't have to do that stuff anymore, and I wouldn't anyway. I wouldn't recommend it because nowadays like I said, you go to jail. Well, not just that, but man, it's. I mean, unless you stock up uh, Red Riders or something like that, but any other pellet gun, there's just there's no way. They're they're just twelve hundred feet, seven fifty. You know, I mean, that's that's breaking skin. That's bad idea, and you'll shoot your eye out. Well, I'm or somebody actually- else's. I'm anxious to hear whatever this story was that I derailed you from on telling on B when we get back. Oh, yeah, we'll do that on the, <laughs> when we come back from the next time. That didn't derail me. That's all good. It's all it's all welcome to comment. It's all fun and yeah. damned. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we will talk about B's big adventure that's going on this weekend. And then, of course, uh, uh, we'll talk about some more stuff. We got some FWC kind of thing. Uh, we want to talk a little bit more about... Uh, some ideas that may be coming or people are musing about when it comes to our fisheries here in Tampa Bay that we'll get Bill George's hair in a knot. Hair in a knot. My hair's already tied in a knot. No, it's not. <laughs> get it? Not? No, it's not. Top of the hour. Here we go. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Bring gun. Bill George. Diego hanging out this morning. If you want to call in and comment, you know you're always welcome to 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. We'll be right back. 